0: This is another episode of Marketing Management and Money. I'm your host Ryan Owens, and I'm your host Ryan Marie. It's great to have you with us. We are excited to dive into the topic of selecting a web developer and some tips that we've picked up along the way. Kind of what our experiences looked like, the good, the bad, and everything in between.
1: And and this one, this episode is going to be really specific. I mean, this is yeah. this is a very niche topic. The reason why we're going to talk about this is there have been so many times that small businesses, you know, everyone's like, oh, I need a website. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've worked with small businesses that have just had issues with yeah. how to go about and 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 I guess it's going to be a little bit broader than picking a web developer. Like you know, should you develop your own website? There's some pretty cool tools out there to do that. Do mm-hmm. you need a website? Can you get by with only social media or you know yeah. something like that? So, I, I think there'll be some some fun fun topics that we can dive into. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, there are plenty of um, small businesses out there that surprisingly enough don't need a website. They're you know. Sure, granted, in this day and age it's it's wise in a lot of circumstances to have a website, but I have worked with several and and I've even been surprised myself at how often that comes up that it's like you can just run a social media page with a third party paying service or downloading service or whatever and and it works. Mm-hmm. You don't need your own website, and it's so much simpler and it's so much more efficient to do it that way so so, so let let's start
1: there. What are the criteria? Like, how does a business know if they should have a website, if they shouldn't have a website? You know, because right. there are some really finite, you know, do's and don'ts here. Of oh, yeah. When you need a website and when you can get away without
0: one. So let, let, let's be kind of specific here. Sure. So I think one of the first and probably most important fundamental pieces of this is evaluating uh, what your needs are in terms of what you're trying to achieve. Right. Um, are you trying to sell something? Are you trying to drive traffic? Like what, what is it? You're trying to get leads. What is it that you're mm-hmm. trying to get? Yeah. Right. And then the next step that I would uh, investigate is, is there a third party service or platform or whatever that already fits that need that you have? And and how efficient is it? And then the next step to me is, can you do it more efficiently another way? Or is their way more efficient than any other way you can do it? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think the first thing that, uh, you know, as you were talking about that first step of evaluating your needs, the first thing that I would want to look at is the simple question of, do you need a website? I think a better question is, how are you going to represent yourself online? Mm Mm-hmm. know exactly so when you're evaluating your needs like the the answer is you have to have an online presence right in in today's marketplace you have to be able to be found online yeah you know that that one's not not a question sure the question is how and so you know when when you say evaluate your needs so we're talking about stuff like you know and you mentioned the the e-commerce so so that's going to be where i'm going to start is i'm going to say am i selling anything if I'm selling something, a website is going to be advantageous. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes there are some examples of when you still can get by without a website, uh, you know, just by selling via other platforms, because mm-hmm. there are some pretty powerful online platforms out there. Yeah, and so you know, the the next thing that I'm going to ask myself if I'm selling something is. Do I care if people are buying it directly from me or can I just go through another service that's going to have a ton more traffic than, you know, than, than, than what I'm going mm-hmm. to have? And, uh, you know, and, and so I'm going to kind of run through that process. And,
0: and I really like this approach that you're describing. Um, to me, it's almost a little bit of, or it cues in my mind, a little bit of not what do I want, but... What don't I want, or what don't I need? Like, if you don't know exactly what you're trying to achieve, because you may not know, right? You up front,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you may not know whether you're just looking for leads. You you may know that you need leads, and that's one of the things. But how do you know if that's the only thing that you want for your business? And so, is that something that you need to consider on when you're when you're setting this up up front? Is well, yeah, I'm I'm looking for leads now, but maybe in the future I will be selling something or, you know, I can see that being a potential in my future that I'm not just looking for leads, that, but that I'm also, you know, like I said, trying to sell something or drive traffic somewhere or, you know, something like that. And so your approach that I, I really enjoy is, or enjoy, <laughs> that I re- that I'm really liking how you're describing it is that, you know, you ask the questions, do I need this? And it, and to me, again, it's reminiscent of this, what don't I need rather than, because to me, a lot of times that's a lot easier to identify. Yeah. What yeah. don't I need? Well, I sell tractors. I definitely don't need a software selling <laughs> platform. You know what I mean? Right.
1: I'm not going to have subscribers exactly. as I sell tractors. Yeah,
0: Exactly. <laughs> And, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can find a creative way to do that.
1: I would love to see the business that figures out a tractor
0: subscription model. Like that, that would be awesome. <laughs> dude, <laughs> honestly, though, with as expensive as they are, it, it maybe it, you just look, rent it, wouldn't you? I don't know. D- I don't dude, know. Dude, you got Uber fun. and Lyft. Oh, my God. <laughs> dude, that's like a million dollar idea right there. The, the, Lift service of the farming community. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh it. That. I that love beautiful. it. Beautiful. So, I don't care. I don't care who runs with that. I just want to have the honorable mention, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's well, you deserve it, really. Like, oh man, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great be awesome. concept. <laughs> Dang. But, so, you know, as you're getting
1: into some of these questions with, uh, you know, e-commerce. Uh, we did an episode uh, a couple months back it was episode number 32 is it easier to start a business in today's world this gonna touch on some of those e-commerce things mm-hmm. and so uh, you know if any any of you guys want to reference that we we really dive into some pros and cons of using third-party sites yeah. for for selling so great great content there but yeah that's that's that those are things that you're looking at. Another thing that we need to consider is how are people connecting with you? And at the most basic level, it's contact information, old school phone number and address. Yeah. And, you know, somewhere online, you need to have your phone number and your address where yep. people... Well, I guess address only if people are coming to your location. But, you know, phone number, email address if you're completely digital. Yeah. You know.
0: Well, um, I, I think... I think that if people are sending these things too, right? Like they need your, your mailing address. Like if you're, if they're, you're shipping them product and they have the possibility of returning it. Like I've worked with businesses that that's the case. It's, it's helpful to provide that level of customer service. If that's within your, where you land on the marketing triangle, but that's totally different rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. That you can listen to in another, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) pulling it back. Sorry. So, um, you know,
1: if the address is applicable, I personally like when people at least let me know where they're located, even if I'm never going to where they are. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. like us, we are in rural Utah. Uh, but as a podcast, you're not coming to the studio. Sorry.
0: Like, that's just out of <laughs> <is>. Wow. <laughs> you have been uninvited. So prestigious. Like, <laughs> you can't come. I'll let you come. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. The other Ryan is nice. Yeah.
0: Ask for the other Ryan and you'll you'll get, you'll get quality customer service.
1: (laughs) But so, you know, you need to have that and you can put that on your social media profile. You know, you can have your, you know, your contact information can be on your social media profile, but you've got to keep in mind that not everyone is utilizing that form of social media. So, you know, I'm going to pick on the big one, Facebook, Facebook, And, um, me personally, I don't care for Facebook, you know, I don't, I don't really use it. And I know a lot of people Mm -hmm. who don't, although there's what, 3 billion accounts on Facebook in in, in a world of 7 billion people, you know, I mean, it's pretty popular. However, if someone doesn't have Facebook, it's kind of hard for them to engage without, you know, setting up that account versus a website all I have to have is an internet connection, you know? Yeah. And and so, so if you're going to go strictly social, especially if you're going a little bit more niche with, uh, you know, with something that's only social, you got to keep in mind that not everyone is on that platform and they might not yeah. want to be on that platform. And so, right. you know, that, that's one
0: drawback of like going. Like TikTok. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on TikTok all day. You don't even know what TikTok is. I, you didn't know TikTok was a thing until I just said TikTok. You thought it was like I, your grandfather clock that you have. I knew it was a thing. I just
1: didn't know what the thing did. <laughs> oh it's, goodness. it's something where the videos are too short to really notice. And so teenagers love it because it matches their short attention span.
0: Oh, okay. How how well did I do? You're like 25, maybe. I, I might bump it up to like <laughs> 35% of the way there. <laughs> Maybe if I'm feeling generous, which I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's still early. (laughs) So anyway, um, let's, let's, let's bring this back in. We're still like skirting this edge of, you know, how do you, what do you need for an online presence? But yeah, the the episode's really about how to choose a web developer. Right. So say we go through all of that, where it's like, we're asking all these questions and everything. You get to the point where it's like, yeah, I need a website. And it's more robust. I need it to be more robust than anything that I'm comfortable with doing, like on a Wix platform or any of those other third-party, you know, services, or even in like a WordPress, like Mm -hmm. even if you are a little bit familiar with WordPress or whatever, it's just like, well, I need it to do X and I have no clue and I'm not spending the time to do it. It's definitely worth it to me to pay somebody else to do this. So how do you go from that step of like, I need i need to outsource this to wow so yay i have it and that web developer was awesome and i'm super stoked
1: it, here, here's the first thing and this is you know when i was sitting down with businesses and i would help them learn how to create their own website because it's not that hard if you follow a couple principles so Principle number one, if you do not have a website or if your website absolutely sucks, then go ahead and get what is known as a, a static website. It's going to use only HTML and CSS coding. And if that's over your head, I'm talking about Wix. I'm talking about Weebly. I'm talking about the uh, GoDaddy uh, website builder. Uh, I believe that Google has a uh, website builder. Um, that you know. And, and these are pretty much drag and drop website builders. They're going to look really professional. They're going to look good. And they're easy to do if you have a basic level of technology and by basic level like you know how to you know turn a computer on and browse the uh you know interweb of things (laughs) (laughs) if if you have a basic understanding then you know these drag and drop platforms are super easy to use now there is a key to a drag and drop platform and that is Limit it to three to five pages.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: If you're gonna go beyond that, a drag and drop platform's probably not the best option because what's gonna happen is you're gonna want to start adding functionality that just really doesn't work. It, it's more it's more right. complex than than what you're doing. You know, looking at, at trying to do, and so. If you're keeping it simple, three to five pages and, and
0: map it out before you start building yeah, it. That's kind of where I was going to go is like, to me, that's kind of a critical point in, in, in a business or a deter critical determining factor on, you know, in, in what type of a website a business is going to have. If you have more than three to five pages, either I've run into two scenarios and, and I'd love to hear your experience on this, mm, right? Sure. Um, I've run into two scenarios. A, which is the more common scenario, is that they have way more than they need. And often a lot of that is repetitive. And so it's it's bloated. And not and, only that, but it's super messy. Oh,
1: oh, okay. L- let's be a little bit clear what that means. when When you're saying bloated and super messy, we're talking about too much text and just poor organization yeah, yeah and, and even, even
0: irrelevant images. Or two pages, two separate pages that either are identical by accident or <laughs> on purpose sometimes, which has happened and doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Um, or, you know, it's like th- it will be just close enough information that it doesn't make sense to have two pages that basically say the exact same thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. it's like... It's just, yeah, you can trim the fat. So that's what I would look at. Can you trim the fat? Mm-hmm. If you have more than three to five pages, can you trim the fat? If right. you can, then it's easy to go with a Weebly or a Wix or, or whatever, WordPress, if you can. Um, if you determine, and I think this is where you're headed, like if you determine that, yeah, no, it definitely bare bones needs more than three to five pages. Like those are critical, important elements it's time to start looking. Yeah, if you can't do it yourself now. Now I need to make a technical distinction
1: here because when you're saying WordPress for our listeners, I want them to know that you're referencing WordPress.com because yes. that's going to be yep. the drag and drop, you know, uh, static builder. Uh, yeah. WordPress.org is actually an open source uh, PHP-based that's going to allow you to do a lot more coding. Sorry for uh, that, no, that. that was a that great technical deviation I, there. Yep. Um, no, you're good. I but, totally assumed, but. Uh, you know, and, and so if you're going beyond the three to five pages, either take the time to learn it, and uh, you know you can you you can you can learn it. It's not overly complicated, or you're going to hire someone. Yep. Now, let's assume that you're ready to cross that bridge to hire someone. I see so many times that small businesses and web developers just don't see eye to eye yeah and some of the mistakes that i want to talk about is first off you'll get web developers who don't know what they're doing but you'll also get web developers who do know what they're doing but they're really expensive and you know you're paying for a cadillac when you know a little toyota corolla is going to get you there just fine and right and so understand what you need. And that's kind of why at the first of the episode, I wanted to take the time and say, you know, lay out some things that, that three step strategy that you put in place. And if you want to follow a different strategy, fine. Like that's not, the the point is to get clear. Yeah.
0: Like very vividly clear on your vision of what this is going to turn into because otherwise you're going to end up and not to say that like, you, everybody wants the Cadillac. You know, it's like, oh, oh right. I, I want the bigger and the better model. I want that, the extra features and the extra options. Well, that's not always the best thing. It's like Mm-mm. if you are taking your car off road in the desert and going through some deep ditches and over some rocky terrain and stuff, I don't care what kind of Cadillac it is. You don't want it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, want <the> <laughs> you want the Jeep. You want the Jeep. You want the Forerunner. You want the right the the FJ cruiser kind of a deal right <laughs> um but the 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 opposite is true if you have this uh you're you have to appeal to like a uh, what am i trying to say like a higher class Customer base. Well, well there, there's high
1: class, but there's also that you've got to have high level of functionality. Like,
0: well, you yeah, know, a complicated right. e-commerce yeah. store. Then then you do need something that's more like a Cadillac, or maybe you do need a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also, you may just need, a, a, like you said, a Toyota Corolla. And yeah, you could get the Ferrari, but does it really make sense for your average person who's driving an hour commute each way back and forth to work to be driving a Ferrari every day. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's It's fun. It's cool. It's exciting, but you know. Yeah. And so
1: I had this experience. Um, I, I was uh, going to put together some uh, online ad. Uh, It was an online ad company. Okay. And uh, we went and outsourced, our uh, our web services to a company and and I decided I'm like I'm gonna go with a company not an individual because I want to have the reliability of a company. Yeah. And they sucked. They absolutely sucked.
0: <laughs> That's why I was like instantly laughing. <laughs> like
1: like uh, uh, you know um, I'm sorry. Man, I, that sucks. I I I wanted. <laughs> You know, and and in in a previous episode, I kind of tell that story, but uh, I'll just sum it up with this. It got to the point that I wanted to take legal action against them because they did such a bad job. Yeah. And so we fired that company and I hired an independent, uh, you know, he was supposed to be a WordPress expert. And so he went through and found out that I was paying him to just plug in some basic templates. Like, he didn't know how to code, so he was just doing copy and paste kind of stuff. And so I fired him. And then I hired this other guy. Now, he was good. He was very good. But he knew this language that was so obscure. It was this weird coding language and so he took all, you know, we, at that point, our, our, our site was in WordPress and he took all of it out of WordPress, put it into this, uh, you know, obscure like, coding like language. Yeah. And, um, and then, you know, he, he came to us and he said, hey, um, you know, I got another gig, so uh, I'm going to quit. And you know, he was professional about it and sure. I appreciate it. he gave some notice and he kind of buttoned us up and, and we're like, okay, that's good. And there I was, I'm like, okay, I need to find someone, you know, the the website, it's good, but I can't make any changes because I don't know how to code in this thing. And I went through person after person after person trying to find someone who could code in that language. And everyone's like, I I I know of that language, but I can't I can't really code it. Brutal, man. And so we ended Jeez. up just shutting down the whole thing Oh gosh! because we kept having problem after problem after problem with well, all yeah. of these web developers. Yeah. And so going through that experience, plus uh, subsequently consulting several other businesses going through that experience, I learned several things about picking a web developer. So the first thing is when you're looking at their portfolio, don't just look at their portfolio. Like, dig deep. Yep. Talk to other customers that they have. Like, we should have done that, and we should have spent a lot more time doing our homework and finding out from those customers. Because there are things, like, the portfolio is always going to look pretty, right? Right. But you don't know their response time in the portfolio. Mm -hmm. You don't know their troubleshooting abilities by looking at the portfolio. Like, they're only showing you the best work. Right. You know? Yep. And, and so, um, you know, that that would be one major thing See, that, that and, we learned.
0: And I would totally, I 100% agree with that being the first step. And I would look for two things in that, in checking out their portfolio. Number one, if their portfolio, if in their portfolio, everything looks exactly the same, that's probably not a good sign. That means that Uh, Oftentimes that'll mean that uh, the web developer, and this happens with like graphic designers and anybody Mm -hmm. creative, right? If they can't get out of their own head, out of their own space and put themselves in your shoes and what you need, then it's always going to be kind of the same same meal that gets served, right? Yeah. yeah. They're really good at one trick. They're really good at sushi. But if you want a burger... They're going to give you a really good sushi burger. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and so that's number one. Number two is if they are, I, and I, I absolutely agree with asking for um, refer, or some people that they can, or you could sp- speak to that they've previously worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those people that show up in their portfolio. And if they're hesitant to give that to you, that's a Big red flag right yeah. there because anybody who's proud of their work, anybody who's proud of working with the people that they have worked with, it will freely, you know, give that information over. They may say like, hey, you know what? I'm happy to give it, but let me check with them and make sure it's okay with them first. Sure. And that's, I mean, that's a respectable thing. But if they're like, well, uh, I don't know. Man, I, like, I don't
1: give out the names of people I work with.
0: Yeah. It's like, uh, it's on their website that shows right there. In so. Anyway, those are it.
1: Yeah. So those are a couple of key things that we learned. Some of the other key things that we learned was understanding what we were paying for upfront. Mm-hmm. And this was our mistake. We came in with big ideas and poor plans. And that's always an expensive way to go. Oh, so yeah. if you're sitting down with a web developer, even a quality web developer, and you're sitting down with them and you're just like, okay, so I need an e-commerce page and then I'm going to have the forum and then we're going to have like the, the the whole training, you know, the, the the university where where everyone can go and they can click on the university and they can connect with other people and, and you know, and then, and, yeah. and, and, and like, you've got all these ideas and I as this web developer is doing it, there's like great, if you're paying the bill on this, yeah, you know, right? 20 grand
0: later, I'm yeah. happy to build this for you. Yeah, because there are several different ways to do e-commerce. There are several different ways to do a university or or you know a learning like, center or whatever, you know? And some of them do get pricey.
1: Yeah. And so we should have had better plans up front of specifically what we wanted, not just I need an e-commerce. I'm selling ad space. And so I need to be able to be mobile. Like uh, that that was crap. Everyone needs to be mobile. Why, why,
0: why am I telling them that? What exactly do you need to be mobile for? What exactly do you need e-commerce for? What is the process that the customer will go through? Do you need to be able to add, you know, uh, discounts, you know, like coupon codes kind of things. Uh Do you have to have that option? If not, you know. Those are things to consider. Yeah. Because some platforms offer those, others don't. Some require special, some of those needs require special programming, others don't. Yeah.
1: And so the final thing that I want to bring up before we kind of wrap up this episode is that most of this stuff is not unique to you. Yep. If you are, you know, a, a massive player, you know, I'm... I'm 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 talking the the big multi-billion dollar websites. Then obviously you're going to have a team of programmers that are, you know, custom coding everything. Yeah. But for 99% of small businesses, you can use some Code that's already been generated. Sometimes you have to pay for it, and that's okay. You know, it's not bad to purchase quality written code and quality written plugins and programs oh, and yeah. things like that. But you would be amazed at how much is already out there. Oh yeah, that is going to work really well. For you. you might have to adjust and tweak a little bit, but like it's already
0: well re- written code. Mm-hmm. And and the developers who use that aren't shy about saying, "Hey, I." you know, I'm doing this, I'm buying this plugin for this reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that they're trying to cheat the system. So you talked about earlier how that uh, developer, you found out that that's what they were doing, you know, and that's kind of a shady way to go about it. Right. Um, I know a, a developer that uses plugins and, and things like that, but they're very open with that up front and saying well, like,
1: well, well, they weren't exactly using plugins. They didn't well, know how to code. Okay. And so that they, they were trying different. to make it look like they were smarter than they were
0: by grabbing other people's code. Yes. Like well, st- but still the it, the concept is there. Like if a web developer, regardless of whether they like, even if they do know how to code, a lot of times they'll still do that but they know exactly what they're looking for and why they are using that bit of code or that plugin or that, you know, whatever. And then they'll be open about it and they'll say, you know, I'm using this because of this and this and this. And, yeah, the, and this the, works really well. I've got experience with it. Yeah. And they're not going to charge you. Oh, I, it took me seven hours to code this. <laughs> I definitely just pulled that from the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, It's
1: tricky business when you are trying to find a web developer. Uh, For whatever reason, uh, I have seen small businesses struggle with this time and time and time again. So this is an area I definitely would slow down, do my homework, research, get referrals, get recommendations. And, you know, like there are good developers out there. Oh, for sure but they're bad developers out there too, a lot of them. So just be careful when you're out there shopping around, and hopefully you got something from this episode. If you want to uh, give us your feedback and tell us what you think, you can find us online at www.marketingmanagementmoney.com or at Twitter at MMMSmallBiz. That is B-I-Z. Until next time. Ciao.